0: You're listening, no. You're listening to the buns.com podcast network. <laughs> <laughs>
1: buns, buns, buns.
0: Hey, hello, I'm Fernando. And I'm Jamie. And this is the Opposite Tastes podcast. Two Gen Xers who can't be more different, sample odd snacks, and discuss or argue about pop culture. Snack review coming up at the end of our episode, but first, animation. Now, this includes all types of animation. But Jamie, do you have any uh, parameters that you want to put on this?
1: Uh, Well, animation, uh, you know, we're casting a really wide net, I have to admit. And uh, it made it hard to choose my faves. Mhm. So I, I, I hope, you know, I'll just kind of be a little quick about it, but I have a lot.
0: Yeah, you know, I knew I would be doing this show prep forever if I really tried to search my heart and find my ultimate faves. So I just kind of went off the top of my head. So there probably is a lot other stuff that mm-hmm. I'm not just thinking of just because I didn't really do a deep dive. Mm-hmm. I'm just uh, top of my head, top of my heart. How about that? Okay. and of course if you think of anything while you're listening to this please let us know via our Facebook page or Twitter mm, or Twitter yeah, yeah any of that cool stuff but as far as why we're doing it I mean animation is on fire right now you know yeah, thanks yeah. to Disney it's a very really competitive
1: world audience. Frozen
0: 2 is uh uh they're breaking all kind of box office records mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. um and, of course, Disney Plus, you know, with that streaming app, it's bringing back their right. entire catalog. So it's a good time for animation fans, for mm-hmm. sure. Good time mm-hmm. to be live. But before we dive into animation, just want to harp h- back to uh, our last episode on Saturday Night Live. Uh, do you have any reflections on it? Anything that happened since the last one? Um in that vein
1: well what i wanted to add as my reflections are actually you know know, so i i um in facebook i did a call out right for audience yeah audience opinions and um then we we recorded the episode and then people still that's what i noticed about this
0: one too yeah. yeah yeah
1: There's a lot of opinions a lot of faves that people wanted to share right so I thought, you know, for the people that um, shared after we recorded, right. I just wanted to sort of, you know, include their opinions. So, oh, good. Um, Robin, uh, he um, he mentioned the synchronized swimming sketch. With, wow, uh, Martin Harry, Short. Martin Short and Harry Shearer. Wow. That is a very. That's uh, an older one, yeah. That's a good one too. That's a good one, though. It's yeah, pretty hilarious. <laughs> Um, my friend Stacy wait the whole premise
0: is one of the guys that can't really swim
1: too well right yeah Yeah. and then uh, one of them had the the nose pinching thing yeah oh didn't he have like those life preserver things
0: yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah Yeah, it's it's just (laughs) hilarious he's
0: got like scissor arms and stuff yeah
1: Yeah, really dad yeah yeah he's on on the shallow end (laughs) Uh, yeah, so my friend Stacy, she mentioned Mr. Robinson's Neighborhood. Which oh, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy. Yeah. And also line. Eddie Murphy did Gumby also. I'm Gumby, Dad. Oh, it, right? of course. Yeah. It's iconic. Yes. Um, my friend Melissa, I have a bunch, sorry. Okay. I have a, my friend Melissa mentioned Wayne's World, of course. She also liked Adam Sandler's Opera Man. And Coffee Talk with Linda Richman, which was Mike Myers' She especially liked mm. the that Coffee Talk episode where Madonna made a made a appearance. That's right. And I believe that was the same one that uh, Barbara Streisand. Oh, an that at the
0: end, yeah. I like, think so. Right, and that just was went like nuts. Yeah, yeah, at the end of that sketch. Yeah. yeah,
1: I went nuts when I saw it, and the, even the actors went nuts. So yeah, that was that was awesome. And then uh, also my friend Sandy, she mentioned the Spart- Spartan cheerleader uh, sketch. Mm. Will Ferrell that was and Sarah Terry. Uh, that was my
0: first couple costume that I ever did. Oh. With a girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: a good one. Um, and then I also wanted to add my personal, one of my personal faves, faves that I forgot about. Okay. And it's a more recent one. It was when Bill Hader uh, was the guest host. Oh, okay. And uh, it's called Girlfriend's Game Night. And mm. Bill Hader plays uh, a very, very old, like, wheelchair-bound husband of one of the girls who, who get together their friends. Uh-huh. And, uh, it was just, and then there's a lot of the, a uh, lot of giggling amongst the, the actors. They broke that,
0: Oh, that, that fourth wall? That
1: wall. Yeah. Um, especially when, and then I think, uh so that new girl? Uh, anyway. One of the girls and her, Bill Hader husband, old husband, uh-huh. was actually trying to have a baby, have, trying to get pregnant. And you know how, like, when you take for Agra, it kicks in later? Right. And so he's on the wheelchair. He tells, he basically tells his wife or girlfriend, oh, you know, I'm ready. Right. And so she explains to her friends, I- I'm sorry, I have to do this now. <laughs> you know, unless we, you know, right. uh, else we l- lose that That's wind window of opportunity. Yeah. Right. So she gets on the wheelchair with him
0: oh okay now I remember yeah
1: yeah and it's a it's a motorized wheelchair yeah. it's just you guys you gotta see it all of the
0: motorized stuff because it's mm. not you can't nail it exactly there's always that room for error yeah. and so that's why it's always nuts Even like,
1: more funny than
0: even like uh, we talked about that sketch with Will Ferrell the Gap
1: girls yeah, right? yeah yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and for that one there wasn't even a reason
0: why for, he was in that exactly yeah. so it's
1: yes Okay, so that's, that's
0: it. You know, ever since I talked about Prince's appearance on Saturday Night Live, yeah. I've had his song Let's Go Crazy stuck in my head. Really? Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: So I, I had to add it to my playlist, my essentials playlist. Okay. Yeah.
1: To sort of, um...
0: Feed that hunger that was in my head. That, yeah. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. Otherwise, I'd just keep yapping. Yeah. You know. Okay. Okay. Uh, I was going to say no sponsor, but I came up with one. Mm -hmm. So, sponsor for this episode. The new Popeye's Chicken Sandwich. Designed to ruin traffic in your neighborhood. (laughs) Okay. I was happy that they shut down their drive throughs Popeye's, because people trying to get this chicken sandwich, they're like waiting out in the street, you know, in their cars, you know. So, in certain areas where it's really narrow, it's like really hard to get through. Any uh you know any mm-hmm. area that has one of those Popeyes chickens, um, then they shut down the drive through so you could only walk in I'm like, okay well, that's better and then the other day I'm driving past one like uh-huh. in Waikiki, and then it opened up again, hmm. not Waikiki, but Kapahulu Hulu area, so oh okay, and that area just it cannot handle anything out of the ordinary like the the climate for uh-huh. The climate is so sensitive in that area. Like, anything could affect the traffic, and it'll make it... Right. You know, it'll clog up so easily.
1: Yeah. But, I mean, at the same... At the pack. same
0: time, it's a delicious sandwich? What are you going
1: to say? Well, I don't know. But uh, I haven't tried it yet. <laughs> but I can see why a business wouldn't want to, you know, yeah. close their uh, drive through I mean, right. that's... What do you think, that's 50% of their profit or something? I I don't know. I don't
0: know. I think they'll pull up and walk in.
1: Yeah. I don't know.
0: Depends how bad they want it. You think... Well, you know,
1: fast food places, they don't have that much, um, that many parking parking spaces.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, when you're going to Popeye's, you're going because Mm. you want chicken. You know, it's not like, oh, should we go to Popeye's or Jack in a Box? It's like, I don't think that really happens. Right. You know. Whereas, like, if you go to Jack and Mox and the line is long, like, ah, let's, let's go and see what else is around. So
1: you're saying um, it shouldn't be that bad because you're, you're whittling away all the burger wonders? Yeah. And the taco waners. Oh, taco and what, whatever, yeah. plate lunch. Yeah. Okay. Yeah.
0: And by the way, I mean, we're getting really specific here, but if you're talking about Kapahulu, I mean, Taco Bell doesn't have a drive-thru. It's the one on Kapahulu. They're doing fine. They've been that's there forever. True, yeah. They never remodeled. They still have that old Adobe uh, uh, type of fa- design facade. facade. Yeah, and they never merged with Pizza Hut.
1: That's true. Huh. Very unattractive, actually. Yeah, yeah it doesn't. It's a crappy me at all. looking.
0: It's well, if you if you ever were wondering what Taco Bell looked like in the '80s, that's. I what mean, it mean was. that's that's what it looked like. Yeah. It's kind of cool that it's preserved, actually. I guess. Yeah. But anyway, whew, that was a tangent and a half. Jamie's Go Look It Up. You got something for us to look, it up, yeah. To look up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right.
1: Okay, so uh, hopefully Starbucks doesn't sue us for this, but uh, Starbucks tra- Strawberry Frappuccino. Did you know it used to be made of squash bugs?
0: You know, I did because I attended this wellness presentation at work where they <laughs> totally talked about this. <laughs> they debugged some myths, did if you really? will. really? Yeah.
1: yeah. So prior to 2012 this dye they used for the red coloring of the strawberry frappuccino mm-hmm. was made up of ground up bodies of tiny cochineal bugs in South and Central America farmers actually make a living harvesting and smashing the bugs to make the deep red ink used in food coloring uh, it's, so as of 2012 St- Starbucks no longer uses the bugs to color their strawberry frappuccino mm. but uh, it still can be found in foods like Nerds, like the the Red Nerds. Yeah. Which is so sad because I love Nerds. And I don't we, think
0: that's enough to stop me, though.
1: Maybe. Maybe I'll eat it with more gusto. I don't know. <laughs> uh, also grapefruit juice and some cosmetics. To use it. Mm. If you want to know more about it, go look it up.
0: That reminds me of the whole thing when... People figured out or found out uh, that uh, fish scales were in lipstick. I remember people freaking out about that. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I did see a little bit about that when yeah. I was doing the research.
0: That one makes sense, you know, because it's like fish scales are shiny, you know. So, mm. oh, it makes your lipstick shiny. I don't think of bugs being used for red dye. That's not the first thing I think of when I think of red dye. You know, first, mm-hmm. of course, there's blood, but then that's more of a brownish tint.
1: It changes too. Yeah,
0: yeah. You know, as it oxidizes. Yeah. And uh, other red, I don't know, like berries, mm-hmm. flowers. Yeah. You know, what about bugs for red anyway? Dirt. dirt. Red dirt. For dirt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that popular uh, crazy shirts wannabe brand.
1: yeah Red, red dirt dirt. shirt. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Red dirt shirt. But anyway, we will good look. We'll, we, we will go look that up. Thank you, Jamie. <laughs> Some background on animation, getting back into the topic at hand here. Animation is a method in which pictures are manipulated to appear as moving images. In traditional animation, images are drawn or painted by hand on transparent celluloid sheets to be photographed and exhibited on film. Today, most animations are made with computer generated imagery, CGI. Computer animation can be very detailed 3D animation, while 2D computer animation can be used for stylistic reasons, low bandwidth or faster real-time renderings. Other common animation methods apply to a stop-motion technique, to two- and three-dimensional objects and paper cutouts, puppets, or clay figures. And by the way, before we get into our own connections and all of this stuff, I just want to say, if you are into podcasts and... If you're into animation, the ultimate podcast to listen to is Drawn, the story of animation. It's well-produced, and the guests that they have on there is great. The stories that they tell, like, it's really informational, and they get really into the nitty-gritty of animation. It's
1: really legit, then.
0: It's totally legit. Just want to throw that out there. <laughs> okay. Let that be your second favorite podcast. <laughs> Okay, now personal experience, Jamie. What do you got? Do You got a connection to animation that you can share with everyone?
1: If a connection is love, then yes, I do. Oh, yes, I thought so. Um, you know, I like any, like any kid. I loved, okay. I love cartoons. Saturday morning cartoons. When I get home from when I got home from school, cartoons. Um, you know, Checkers with Pogo. Yeah. Uh, Banana Bunch. Is that what it's called?
0: Anyway. Um, No. Wasn't Banana Bunch. Damn it. Uh, It was something.
1: That's okay. It doesn't matter. Um, and I would say up until maybe age 40, um, I actually enjoyed, I still enjoy animated movies. Um,
0: Banana Splits. That's what you were trying to think of. Okay. Yeah, Banana
1: Something. (laughs) Anyway, yeah, I enjoyed uh, animated movies. Um, and the, the thing was, especially the Disney ones, no matter what the topic was, they always made me cry. If it was about animals, doubly so. Okay. Yeah. Um, today, uh, I for some reason, I just can't watch it that much. I can watch certain ones. Um,
0: doesn't hold your attention.
1: Doesn't hold my attention, no.
0: Hmm. Could be age, could be because of the...
1: But what about age, you know? I mean...
0: Well, I mean, you're a heavy reader and you're a very intelligent person, so...
1: Thank
0: you. So all the things that you have in your head, you know, you need Mm. some stimulation and sometimes the animation, as crude as it was perhaps back then, now it doesn't tingle those senses that you have now that are developed and Mm. refined.
1: I mean, but there's still um, the old... Some of the old stuff I can still watch. That hold up, yeah. But as a whole, when new um, animated movies come out, mm-hmm. I am not that interested, excited. Well, the
0: other thing, too, I was going to say is that maybe there's more competition as far as, you know, what will hold your attention because of all these technological advances. Could be. Like, oh, this, you know, whereas back in the day when there's less things to compete for your attention, we're like, oh, yeah, no, I'll watch this. It's cool. Mm-hmm. And there's like, well, I could watch this or I could just pick up my phone and play this sick game or I could...
1: I think maybe Go on um, Instagram, maybe if on a, just a, the simplest level, maybe my standards have changed as far as what I want to watch, right, you know
0: because of all of those sweet books you've been reading <laughs> yeah. Just making sure we're, we're recording here, now look at that, we're sixteen minutes in fantastic, okay, okay, okay. so is that it for your uh, personal connections? You got um, more? We'd love to hear more if you got it, Jamie. <laughs>
1: i just wanted to add that i i also don't like uh, the, you know the newer newer quote uh styles like anime and stuff like that i can't get into it
0: but, mm. yeah. i was never into that manga thing the only one i watched was ninja scroll and that was just because my friend promised me that i'd see boobs and we're in the dorms and you know oh okay because porn wasn't like readily on the internet like mm-hmm. how it is now you know or connections were a lot slower
1: Sure, but so. it only held you for a while, yeah. Oh,
0: yeah, for yeah. sure. It was, was more out of curiosity like, oh, okay. than anything. Cool. Yeah. And then so then that was pretty much it for me. I am so glad... Oh, sorry, do you have anything else? No, no. I no. am so glad
1: <laughs>
0: that I lived in the age of Saturday morning cartoons.
1: Yes, you should be glad.
0: Yeah, because, I mean, that we're never going to get that back. No. Nope. Unless we're going to some type of digital dark age, you know.
1: The young'uns are... T- totally lost out yeah they can yeah.
0: they can access cartoons whenever they want and while that's awesome sometimes because there's too many options you, you treasure you're not all,
1: less i think yeah
0: it's less yeah. special yeah yeah and so like so back in the day for you millennials or maybe younger than millennials uh-huh. what are they called generation z i don't know i don't know what you're called I just
1: call them young. but i
0: feel people. sorry for you but uh <laughs> includes <laughs> my kids too actually but yeah. uh I don't know. They might think life is great, though. So, you know, who's yeah, to I mean, judge, right? Yeah, it's one of
1: those things that if you don't know what you're missing, you Then you don't know. miss it.
0: Yeah. No. Yeah. And then also, I also miss when animated films were a big deal. <sighs> yeah. Because it wasn't a thing where, like, there were animated films to watch every year. Because people mm-hmm. had to take the time to draw them. So I'm like, hey, guess what, folks? Remember five years ago when you watched an animated film? There's another one now. Yeah. Like, oh, my gosh. I
1: mean, they still take a, a bit of time but not maybe maybe they cut cut it in half maybe And I
0: think there were less people doing them Yeah. You know, if Disney is the only people True. doing them, mm-hmm. you know, back then mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. like maybe two or three animated conglomerates mm-hmm. <laughs> in the past. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a big deal when one came out, you know.
1: Yeah, I remember like even like the more modern ones um, you had, you know, if there if the animated movies come out pretty soon the uh, actor that you know had a voice in it you right. would go on a talk show and you said, right. well actually i recorded it like 10 years ago
0: right you know yeah. and
1: only now it's
0: yeah. out exactly it's i think uh, what started that whole rhythm i think it was um uh the little mermaid you know that uh, mm. beauty and the beast
1: well you know in a way it's because now they use recognizable actors where before Mm, the voice actors were probably known in their own sort of industry but you know the general public had no idea who you were
0: ask me who's the voice in Fox and the Hound no idea right yeah so
1: you know Cinderella or you know those old old ones yeah Yeah. who knows
0: but yeah but now it's like oh yeah oh no this animated thing oh did people work hard on it I don't know Uh, whatever (laughs) again we just enjoyed it more In my opinion.
1: In my opinion. Because I'm an old
0: (laughs) man. Favorite animated films. What do you got, Jamie?
1: Okay, are you ready? You ready?
0: Oh, man. Okay, (laughs) yeah. Lay it on me.
1: Okay, so, um, you know, like, yeah, I was raised in more of a Disney-centric world. Uh, So, some of my favorites, Fox and the Hound, Cinderella, Bambi. And then, of course, when Don Bluth came on the, the scene... Uh, and he released An American Tale. That was huge. And I loved it. I, mm. lo- I love that.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It was Christmas time. Was it? Yeah, I think so. Well, the reason why I that say that sense. because I remember Disney, not Disney, McDonald's, having a um, mm. that promotion where you could get the five old stockings oh, okay. for Christmas. Mm-hmm. So you had to collect them all. Right. You know, so it was a big deal. So I don't know, maybe it came out a little bit earlier that year, but... Mm-hmm. But yeah just remember and that wasn't disney right
1: and i'm gonna tell it was not yeah. yeah but the three that i mentioned uh in the first part yeah
0: right so i think like that was like the first non-disney that was a huge animated thing right
1: yeah um what was, this, what was the company called I,
0: yeah mm. I disney.
1: Disney. <laughs> 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 disney. it's a knockoff <laughs> Um, and then this, this kind of goes with, you know, my statement that at around 40, my taste changed because um, more modern Disney stuff. Right. I do also like, but whether that, that was like Mulan, Up, uh, Kung Fu Panda. Mm. And those are all actually still, I mean, fairly old already. Yeah. You know?
0: Yeah. They all have a bunch of sequels on them.
1: Yeah, yeah, like, Up is it was 2009, 2009. Mm.
0: Then there's that uh, sequel to it, Still Going Up. Just uh,
1: kidding. Upper? Upper. No. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, Kung Fu Panda has like, what, three or four already? I think there's a like bunch,
0: yeah. And there's a series, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So, um, okay. And moving on uh, to the um, shorts. Like, artists who have uh, started, like, on YouTube. Okay. So you have Nick Park, who uh, made Ro- Wallace and Gromit. Kind wow. Of stop, stop stop animation. Okay. And he has four short films. He's known um, for short four short films and one feature length for Wallace and Gromit. Uh, he also won a few animation Oscars, too. So Wallace is a good-natured, eccentric, cheese-loving inventor. And he has his companion dog, Gromit, who is silent, yet loyal and intelligent. Um, their first short film was A Grand Day Out uh, in 1989. And I, I just loved it. And then, you know, he branched out to like Chicken Run and those other movies.
0: Oh, okay. Now yeah. I know. Yeah, 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 Now I know. Um, th- they also did the um, uh, the one with the sheep. Sean. Yeah. Sean the Sheep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Sean the Sheep. And then I remember they did one that was... Is it featured on Disney Plus or Nick Jr.? Maybe Nick Jr. I remember when, uh, when my first daughter was little, watching <laughs> okay. something,
1: Timmy, yes. Timmy? something, I, I don't know. No, I don't
0: know. It was them, though. It was those okay. people that made it. I mm-hmm. could tell it's that style. It's a,
1: Yeah, it's a very yeah. distinctive style. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then also for you cat lovers, I'm sure you know about Simon's Cat on YouTube oh he's huge he's huge um, yeah it's, it's animation it's all centered on cats uh, it's hilarious it's hilarious mm-hmm. um, I think I think he's a, a British guy oh okay. Okay. Yeah. and then I wanted to mention uh, The Hobbit uh, 1977 by Ranking Ranking Bass Studio um, you know that's an adaptation of hobbit the the novel Uh uh-huh by Tolkien, right
0: so it's 70s right yes 70s animation and i love 70s it's so like dark for some reason like yeah it was a little animation took a dark turn in a way yeah
1: yeah that was good stuff yeah it was like the um the age of uh, boris vallejo have you ever heard of him no yeah his uh style was like uh conan ish
0: Mm. Yeah. yeah so
1: i actually like had a Boris Vallejo fa- phase where I would buy the calendars. Wow. And the calendars would be like very gothic.
0: Yeah. And, uh, Did you save those? No. Oh.
1: It was a while ago.
0: Oh, too bad. Yeah, you To frame them or something.
1: Yeah, they were really good art. Really good art.
0: Speaking of really good art from like, you know, like TV or whatever, mm-hmm. um, since we mentioned Disney Plus, The Mandalorian. Mm hmm like at the end you haven't seen it yet mm-hmm. Yeah. but at the end of each episode they have all of these um, they look painted but they're probably uh, digitally illustrated or whatever but all these stills from the sh- that actual episode uh-huh. um, but they're not but it's not like a frame you know like a still frame it's an artist's rendering of what happened in the So you actually didn't see that exact image mm-hmm. but it's interpreted you know
1: so like, does it look like what, maybe what they use for storyboarding
0: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. That's the ticket. Yeah. Yeah.
0: But I'm, I'm seeing these things like, damn, like each one that they show, like I would buy this.
1: Mm.
0: And just, just the yeah. fact that I said that, I'm sure that they are available somewhere.
1: For five hundred dollars. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. There's a, there's a couple of animated movies that do that. The ending credits, they show the storyboard uh-huh. style. Yeah. Stills. This is badass. yeah yeah
0: yeah,
1: yeah. Um, and then one more i wanted to mention was heavy metal 1981 <laughs> I <yet>
0: to watch
1: <laughs> yeah you don't you haven't watched it yet but, but
0: you know what the the youtube app is back on the fire stick so i'm going to uh, i can put it back on my to watch mm-hmm. list
1: it might be hard cuz i tried to look it up
0: uh huh did they take it away
1: kind of yeah they damn it yeah yeah but okay that being said and then, oh so i wanted to just mention Yes, heavy metal had uh, some of the voices were John Candy, Eugene Levy, Harold Ramis, mm. you know, those SCTV iconic crew. guys. Yeah. Um, and to me, of course, and to many, it was um, very different because there was violence, there was blood, mm-hmm. there was gore, and there was sex.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: definitely not a kids' movie. Right, right. Um, and it was funny, too. So. Yeah, it, that's sort of the. Uh... Oh, and then the music was awesome. The music was awesome, by known names like you know Stevie Nicks. There was Don uh Blue Oyster, Blue Oyster Cult. Those kind of people. Oh, but
0: not metal bands. <laughs> 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 like Metallica, you know, Slipknot came in. They weren't formed yet, but you know they're just fooling around. Or, like...
1: Some there was some, Sammy Hagar. I forget anyway. Yeah. And then, but, okay, so for you, Dan Halen, I saw that there's a reimagined film titled Love, Death, and Robots on Netflix 2019. So maybe you can ah, see that.
0: Ah, maybe I will. Mm-hmm. Maybe I will. Mm-hmm. That's it. Oh, okay. Fantastic. Uh, just got two films. And, again, this is just off the top, top of my head, top of my heart. You ask me tomorrow, probably be a different answer. But because this sh- showed up on uh, Disney+, Plus and I haven't seen it in a while, and I have fond memories of it, I'm putting it at the top.
1: Mr. Booty. <laughs> it's
0: not, no. I mean, it. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, sword in the Stone, or The Sword on the Stone. The Sword on the Stone? In no, the Stone? in the Stone. Did I mistype that? Yeah. I probably did, yeah. 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 The Owl. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, The Sword in the Stone, uh, 1963 mm. is when it came out. That was a good one. Disney adaptation of the classic fable Chronicles King Arthur's Humble Beginnings. I was basically, well, for one, swords, right? Like, when I was little. I wasn't little in 1963, by the way. It was this was in the 80s. 80s when, uh, when I first got the Disney Channel back then. It was, like, one of the first things I watched. And okay. I was so excited. Like, oh, my gosh. Because otherwise, if you didn't have the Disney Channel, uh-huh. like well, when are you going to, where or how are you going to watch these old films, right? Yeah, because they to wait. didn't
1: like, have like, DVDs. Yeah, I so think. they would put it
0: out on tape once in a while. But even that wasn't, remember they would, like, they would release it and then, oh, it's going to go back into the vault. Then it's not yeah. available anymore. They had they that would, type of they control. They would release
1: those every so often in the theaters. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Remastered and whatnot. Yeah, you're right, because I did see Fox and the Hound in the theaters.
1: I'm a hound dog.
0: Right. And that came out (laughs) not in the 80s, right? Those are old Uh, by the 80s. Yeah. But in my head, I was like,
1: man, this cartoon, dude, it's fresh. It's dope.
0: And why did they have to do that? That's
1: why they did it. Because all the little kids thought it was new.
0: And because there weren't, yeah, and because there weren't any... Regular animated films yeah. coming out. Like, oh, what else are you going to watch? There's nothing coming out in another three years. Someone's drawing yeah. it still. So, yeah, yeah you've got to re release these old ones. Man, double,
1: double, again, your, what a time. double your buck. What a Disney. time.
0: So, yeah, I was into swords at a knight phase where I drew knights. Hold on, hold on. And, uh, oh, there's that sorcery battle between Merlin and that witch. Or whatever. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, and they feature that battle in the Disney Halloween special that I, that I watch every year to get into the Halloween mood. Mm-hmm. So. That's another reason why I love that film so much. Also, I want to throw something new into the mix. So uh, this came well. I dis- it was in theaters, but I didn't know it. But I just discovered it on Netflix. That Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse. Okay. It came out in 2018. Mm-hmm. But uh, but yeah. Because I didn't rarely go to the movies. I didn't know it was like a feature film. And I just thought, eh, you know, I'll watch a Spider-Man film on Netflix. And mm-hmm. I'm watching like, wow, this is really good. This should be a movie. I feel like I'm watching a movie. Uh-huh. Guys, guys, have you seen this? This should be in theaters. And everyone's like, yeah, dumbass, it was. <laughs> I'm like, oh, good, good. But anyway, it's an American computer animated superhero film featuring the Marvel characters uh, or character, Miles Morales. Miles? Miles Morales. Miles Morales. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I don't think anyone named their kid Miles. (laughs) Miles.
0: Or mile. Yeah. (laughs) Should be two of you, Miles. This. Jamie, what's your favorite animated TV series?
1: Okay, so I also have a few.
0: Okay, this one, my list is a meaning a a handful. Yeah.
1: Um, one of the biggest, my favorite was uh, Tarzan, Lord of the Jungle. I might have. Mentioned this before in a previous podcast. Okay. This was in the '70s, and you know, uh, I probably watched it off of maybe *Checkers and Pogo* or *Saturday Morning Cart*. I don't know. Okay. Some somewhere. Okay. But I loved it. Uh, Tarzan was hot. I gotta say.
0: You mentioned this in a previous episode, right? Okay. That
1: a very low, uh, articulate voice.
0: Oh. I thought you were gonna, He wore his loincloth re- really low.
1: Oh no, his voice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the low-sitting loincloth on his hips.
1: He did have a tight ass, though. Anyway, um, and and uh, when I was sort of delving more into the internet um, facts about this, um, I found the introduction, and so I'm gonna read it to you now. Okay, go for it. <laughs> And this isn't this is in Tarzan's voice, which I cannot do. So I'm just gonna do it in my voice. Okay. but just imagine a hot, low guy's voice, it's, uh, kind of exotic. Saying
0: every other word because he has a problem with English.
1: No, no, no. This this Tarzan was very articulate. Oh, yeah, okay. He's
0: oh, okay. Is it maybe sounded like Tonto then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> anyway, okay. Here it goes the jungle. Here I was born, and here my parents died when I was but an infant. I would, su- I would have soon perished too had I not been found by a kindly she-ape named Kala, who adopted me as her own and taught me the ways of the wild. I learned quickly and grew stronger each day, and now I share the friendship and trust of all jungle animals. The jungle is filled with beauty and danger, and lost cities filled with good and evil. This is my domain, and I protect those who come here, for I am Tarzan, lord of the jungle. Ah!
0: (laughs) (laughs) Very nice. You you, you get it. Yeah. You get the point. Cue Carol Burnett. She was really good at She could do it, yeah. Yeah. I wish I was adopted by a she-ape. Not when I was a little kid, but like now. You know, I would just want like a she-ape just to come and adopt me and just like get all crazy with people trying to get near me, and so like, oh, sorry, it's my she-ape, you know? (laughs) oh I can't no I can't go out tonight eh, you know sheep ape issues
1: and you know she would keep your body free of fleas and. Just, yeah she would yeah. just go through my hair and yeah. stuff yeah. yeah you know If there's service any,
0: if there's a she ape out there listening to podcasts she ape come and adopt me
1: <laughs> take
0: care of me she ape <laughs>
1: um okay so uh, <laughs> more okay of course I mentioned gargoyles thundercats also my favorites I love Johnny Quest I loved all those superhero cartoons like x Men, Spider-Man, Justice League. Mm. Um, I also like, loved the uh, kind of dumb ones like the animated series based on TV shows or, or musical groups like the Brady Kids, Osmonds, Jackson 5. Uh, I remember in the Brady Kids series, uh, for some reason they had two, two pandas named Ping and Pong. Mm. Those are cute. Yeah, I remember, yeah. But I don't see why they had pandas, you know? Yeah, true. You don't think Brady kids, pandas. Yeah, Yeah. of course. (laughs) Um, And then last but not least, I loved the Chuck Jones stuff. Uh, He was the iconic animator Mm -hmm. uh, for Looney Tunes. But he also did some of his own stuff. So he did some adaptations of short stories, like some uh, some of Kipling's stories, like Mowgli's Brothers, The White Seal, Rikki-Tikki-Tabby. And also um, a couple of adaptations of George Sowden's award-winning book, A Cricket in Times Square. Wow. So, yeah. If you can... I have those on DVD. <laughs> so uh, if you're interested, you know, just go find the DVD and buy it. Did he do
0: uh, voice acting as well?
1: Chuck Jones, no.
0: No, just animation.
1: He's animator, yeah. Okay. All right.
0: As far as me... Glad you asked. Teenage Meet the Ninja Turtles. No, this is the original one. Okay, okay. the original one, the, like the eighties and nineties, okay. or probably early nineties. Uh, I don't want to. Well, I guess this is an early gripe, but yeah, I don't. Uh, not a fan of the other versions uh, that came after. Yeah, let's just say that for so now. Boots or whatever. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Darkwing Duck. Mhm. Uh, again, thanks to Disney Plus bringing that one back. That was pretty much the last cartoon I was kind of into before I started focusing on being a teenager.
1: So DuckTales and Darkwing Duck, is that two different things? Oh, hell yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. There's some overlap as far as the characters and the universe that they exist in. Both good or one better than the other? Oh, better? Uh,
1: It depends on your opinion, of course, but...
0: True. You know, mind you, the reason why Darkwing Duck probably existed is because of the fame of the Batman films, Uh, you know? In 89, mm-hmm. 91, or, mm-hmm. you know, all of that kind of stuff. Because, again, talking about uh, harping back to the past about how how lovely life was back then. There wasn't <laughs> superhero movies coming out every few months, all right? In 89, Batman dropped. And then you had to wait, you know, a couple of years until, like, there was a new superhero film. Not everyone was picked Picking up, so
1: it was the age of appreciation. Exactly,
0: and exactly. It doesn't exist anymore. So there was Batman Mania going on in the late '80s, early '90s, mm. you know. And so this was this was Disney's turn to that. You know, we got our own Batman-ish type of character because there was no damn like Avengers stuff going on every few months. because they are so lucky. You don't even know. You don't even know. Yeah. Um, jeez. Sorry, tangent. Um <laughs> Pirates of Darkwater. I know you like that one. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It was good.
0: Um uh, Nineties X Men. That was part of that Fox morning stuff. Care Care some, me, some me stuff. Which is thanks to Disney, it's back. Disney Plus. Beavis and Butthead.
1: No. Very
0: crudely drawn. No, no, no. But uh so it's not so much about the animation style because it looks kinda horrible. But the the videos that they showed in there and the commentary, thanks to Mike Judge on that, was, like, hilarious. And, of course, just the teenage humor. Because back then, I mean, there wasn't a lot of animated stuff for non-children, you yeah, know, for right. teenagers and adults, yeah. King of the Hill. Speaking of Mike Judge. Okay. That's, uh, that's when it was so, you know, like in the Simpsons era, where... Mm-hmm. Uh, Animation was so great that it could compete with sitcoms and it could fill those sure. sitcom slots sure. on you know, primetime television. Right. Amazing. Amazing. Yeah.
1: It's a phenomenon.
0: That's my list.
1: Okay.
0: How about favorite musical themes from animation?
1: I just picked two. Okay. Scooby Doo, Where Are You? Mm. Iconic.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, easy to remember.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it has that 60s vibe to it, right? Or 70s? Mm -hmm. 60s? 70s,
1: maybe? 70s. Yeah. Yeah. Did it kind of start with like a spooky theme? Yeah. Spooky sound?
0: And then the trombones. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Okay.
0: Uh (laughs) Yeah. Actually, all of those, um, because Scooby-Doo, that kind of started a blueprint for a bunch of other Hanna-Barbera cartoons. Right? Like those mystery team type of ones. There was the shark. You know what I'm talking about? Um, and the, the dune buggy. These are okay, all like... dune
1: buggy sounds familiar. Yeah. With the... Oh, he was like anthropomorphic... Whatever. He was like sort of... He had a face. Yeah. Okay. And then there
0: was a shark. And the shark kind of re- had the personality oh, of oh. Curly from the Three, Three Stooges.
1: Okay. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, A little dumb.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So.
1: I mean, uh, not that Scooby-Doo wasn't dumb, uh, but it was... Uh, Josie
0: and the Pussycats even, you know, like all these crime-fighting, mystery hmm. team type of stuff. Scooby-Doo is the one to kind of like set that all into motion, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But, but what I'm saying is uh, they all kind of had like some cool groovy theme songs you know yeah Josie and the
1: well that was a little different because that was they were a band too right
0: right that was taking it up a notch you know yeah
1: yeah okay so my (laughs) my second one is also from the hobbit the 1970s Mm semi um some
0: Plus, you know, Scooby-Doo had musical oh, interludes, Chases. you know, when they do the chase scene and stuff, you know. So, you know, there was that stuff too. Anyway, go ahead, Hobbit. Yeah, what do you got?
1: Okay. Um,
0: Would Gandalf sing
1: a song? Is that No, oh. it's uh, called "The Greatest Adventure," and it's it's by a guy named uh, Glenn Yarbrough. Um and it's just a really one of those sort of. Uh, it's kind of a like a Bob Denver.
0: Oh like Folky? Seventies Folky? Folk Folky. Oh, okay. Isn't
1: that Bob? Bob Denver? No, not Bob Denver. Um John <laughs> John oh, yeah. Denver.
0: John Denver. Why were you yeah. saying Bob Denver? I think he's Gilligan. <laughs> You're right. I think you are. I think you are right on that one. Yeah,
1: it, I hate when I do that. John Denver, yeah. Anyway, if uh I think I'll I'll post that. Yeah, let post, post the that. greatest adventure from The Hobbit.
0: Sure. And what were John Denver's other hits?
1: You know, like Calypso, uh, Rocky Mountain High, Sunshine on My Shoulder. Yes, yes.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. good stuff. I like his stuff. I don't know why he didn't marry Miss Piggy. He really missed out. If there's one guy that could have took Miss Piggy away from Kermit,
1: probably the interspecies erotica. Um, <laughs>
0: oh, okay, stigma. yeah. <laughs> there's <laughs> one that could have, you know, how would stolen reason away? You from, know? <laughs> It's always like they want to make love, but then there's that guy with, with his hand up. His yeah, it's, it's hard. Yeah. yeah. It's rough. It's rough. <laughs> Who should love is easy, right? Got to work at it. <laughs> my favorite musical... Th- oh, do you have more? I'm sorry. No my musical theme that... Uh, <laughs> my-
1: I love the way you totally don't even wait for me.
0: <laughs> Animaniacs. Remember Animaniacs? Oh, okay, yeah. Warner Brothers at was its good. finest. Yes. This is at their pinnacle of Warner Brothers mania. Okay, this is when people are still recognizing all the old hits, their old catalog, right? And they right? Still had their store. <laughs> and they had their store. Thank you very much. I love much. their
1: store. Their store
0: was fun.
1: Yeah,
0: it was. It was fun. As, you know, Disney had its store, and they're like, "Hey, Warner Brothers has their store." Mm-hmm. And um, I don't know. It ad- it addressed the fandom a little bit more. You know, you could buy the, those, what do they call those? Those celluloid stills, you know, mm-hmm. from from their cartoons you right. could purchase. I never did. Those they're all, like, super expensive. Very expensive. But, yeah. But if you liked, like, Warner Brothers watches, right? That, like, that kind of stuff. Mm. And I think I had a, a money clip or something. Just kind of, like, odd <laughs> stuff. But, yeah, I'm kind of bombed. Kind of bombed. Yeah. Yeah, but you know, oh yeah. Okay, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. Okay, so you know how Disney's associated with with uh, with Marvel, Warner Brothers had DC.
1: So mm, if you wanted true. some
0: Batman and Superman stuff, yeah, yep. like yeah, like a jacket go, or, a yeah, or yeah, 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 cap yeah. or something like yes, Because yeah. I remember buying some Batman stuff from there mm-hmm. too.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, one one time, uh, my brother and I guess when he. Um, it, the year, you know, one of those years where he thought he thought he liked me. Um, he bought me a a, a black. <laughs> so I was a little late to that. Me and my Got brother, yeah. you know, kind of weird, but um, he bought me a black corduroy jacket with um, bugs, Bugs Bunny oh. on the back. It oh. was, and then uh, I think you can I like if you go on eBay, maybe you can find one of those still on sale.
0: Is this one like, Tweety Bird was, like, really big? Like, um, I remember in, in, in 90s fashion, like, it was really oh, yeah. cool to have, like, Tweety Bird stuff, like a giant Tweety Bird on your well, shirt. Well, mine
1: was Bugs Bunny in, like, sort of a Mon and Brandle, the Wild Ones kind of
0: oh, okay. theme. Uh-huh.
1: So he was in, a, like, a leather jacket and stuff like that.
0: Ah, okay. And I
1: got, I got some uh, compliments on that jacket. Yeah. yeah.
0: Very nice. But anyway, Animaniacs—they uh, did a lot of great musical stuff. Um, their opening theme was pretty good too. But there's this one where um, it's so they would
1: do numbers in yeah. the show. Yeah.
0: So yeah, it was like a musical short type of thing. Okay. And there was this one where it was a map, and they're like It na 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 but oh, that I'm sounds gonna, familiar. Yeah, I'm gonna find the, the YouTube clip so that we can put it in our okay. in our stuff. But it's you'll know it when you see it or when you hear it. So I don't know if I'm trying to think if like he lists every country in the world? I don't know, that's kinda of crazy. Be that, can't maybe. be, right? Maybe this one part of the world? Central America maybe? I don't know. Um, no. No, South America. I don't know. Where's Peru? South America.
1: Maybe he didn't mention all the countries.
0: Maybe, huh? I remember it was huge when it came out because everyone tried to sing it
1: <laughs>
0: in high school. Yeah.
1: Hmm.
0: So this is the 90s Animaniacs Totally Hot on Fire. Okay. Who is your favorite animation voice actor? You already mentioned some, some great people in the history of animation, but.
1: Mm-hmm. Not the voice ones yeah. so far. Um, so I have three The Icon, Mel Blank. Uh, Looney Tunes.
0: That's what I was trying to think of when you're seeing Chuck Jones. I was thinking, right? Because
1: yeah. they go hand in hand. In they kind of do,
0: right? The yeah. artist
1: and the voice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but Mel Blanc. He was uh, known as the man with a thousand, of a thousand voices. Uh, he lived from 1908 to 1989. Um, Mark Hamill, of course. You know. Uh, oh
0: my gosh, he played the Joker.
1: Yes, the Joker and Batman, the animated series. Mm -hmm. And then he moved on to a lot of different stuff for voice acting. He's um, really well admired in the voice acting world. Didn't he do like a
0: a Trump tweet and like this Joker voice or something like that? It was like really funny. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. But even like if he's like, say, on the talk show um, pushing Star Wars. Right. he'll, He'll break out some... Uh, Imitation Like voice imitation Yeah And I heard I've heard him do Harrison Ford And he's so good Really? He's so good Wow. So good Uh, I mean I remember The first time Like What? Mark Hamill Does voice acting? You know like
0: (laughs) No one realized it For the longest time Yeah Yeah
1: Yeah. It just didn't Didn't go together Yeah It was just
0: kind of Behind the scenes for a while That's why after Star Wars You know And
1: I guess You really have to be in, In that sort of Genre, Mm -hmm. Like a real big geeky fan. Yeah. And the last one I just wanted to mention, not that he's my favorite or something, but um, this guy named, uh, actor named Miguel Ferrer. He is the son of um, Jose Ferrer and Rosemary Clooney, who were two iconic uh, entertainers of their time. Yeah. He's also the cousin of George Clooney, of course.
0: Yeah, so like Hollywood royalty we're talking here.
1: Yes, yes. So Miguel is known um, more recently uh, as NCIS LA. Um, He plays Owen Granger, which is the assistant NCIS uh, director. But he he died like this year, early this year, or or maybe last year. But um, most notably, he was the voice of Shan Yu, the villain in Mulan.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: Yeah, he's a very gravelly sort of voice. Mm. He did a really good job.
0: Very nice. Yeah. Uh, sort of related to uh, some of your picks there, or at least Mel Blanc anyway. Mm-hmm. Billy West is my favorite animation voice actor. I think uh, he revered Mel Blanc.
1: Okay.
0: Or does uh, that mm-hmm. mean is that revered? Is that good? Sure. Okay. He revered okay, Mel Blanc. he admired him. He admired him. Okay. Yeah, He's an idol, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, but. Many cartoon voices in his head. If you've watched uh, cartoons in the past few decades, you know Billy West's voice for playing uh, Philip J. Fry, Professor Farnsworth, Dr. Zoidberg, and Zapp Brannigan on Futurama. Okay. Okay. I didn't hit some of the other ones yet. Don't worry. I'm coming for you, Jamie. (laughs) All right. Bugs Bunny and Elmer Fudd in Space Jam. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, there you go.
1: Oh, he did those? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he... Right he,
0: on. Yeah, so after Mel Blanc mm-hmm. uh, got sent to the pasture, mm-hmm. he's done, right? Mm-hmm. In comes Billy West, fills his shoes. Okay. So there you go. Good. Yeah. So uh, let's uh, wrap up animation by grumbling about okay. <laughs> animation. thought that'd be funny. <laughs> animation gripes is what we want to call yes. it. And I'll go first because right. we kind of touched... We. Uh, I kind of lightly touched on mm-hmm. on Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and the, the atrocity that has happened since that first series. And I kind of talked about this in the background mm. of animation, when they can be very detailed with 3D animation, but sometimes to uh, cut costs and stuff, they go to 2D computer animation. Sometimes stylic- stylistic reasons, and again... Uh, faster real-time renditions, low bandwidth, just cutting corners. And that's when it pisses me off. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, like like um oh, with Garfield. Remember when they redid Garfield? It used oh, to be Garfield I, yeah. Garfield and Friends was a really good cartoon yeah. in the 80s. I remember. To me it's
1: like, it's like a true true cartoon. Yeah.
0: And then they 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 did that cheap like it computer looks animated. It looks yeah, lazy. It like does somehow,
1: somehow I I can't really see how. Just cuz
0: it's computer doesn't mean it's better, you yeah. know? And it looked shitty. And then that and the um the VeggieTales and I, I used to be christian so that's why it's like I used, I used to watch a bunch of those with my church friends uh, but anyway um cheap yeah 2d computer animation not a fan not a fan um there are some stylistic ones that could, that kind of made me laugh not computer animated but like some some lower animated style like i, I mentioned um beavis and butthead you know like not as well drawn but hilarious and there's this style in the early '90s. Um, Hammer Man, uh, MC. Hammer oh. ha- had his own uh, Saturday morning cartoon. Mm-hmm. This is the, towards the tail end of Saturday morning cartoons. but yeah, Hammerman is like it was like uh, they drew every other frame. It was a really jumpy oh type God. of style, you know, yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of enjoyed it. It was kind of ridiculous. <laughs> But yeah, those are my gripes. What are your, what are your animation gripes to wrap this uh, animation portion up?
1: Um, my, my gripes is that, yeah, nowadays there's a lot of mean mean violence. There's, um, you know, like... Uh, it just doesn't appeal to me, like... Um, you know, Family Guy, right. the Simpsons. Now they have, like, gritch- I don't know. It's not gratuitous, for, for, per se, but to me it's needless mm. violence. Yeah. Um, uh, also... Um, abstract figures in the cartoons you know okay. like say ed ed and eddie you know they don't they look like deformed kids uh, yeah i'm not a,
0: a not. yeah i don't you like don't the way they're drawn yeah
1: yeah that kind of stuff i don't like it dumb gross humor like the beavis and butthead and the south Park. <laughs> that's
0: what's called opposite taste <laughs> exactly
1: <laughs> yeah okay that's it
0: so that does it for animation on to our next segment Not sure if we've done this one in a while, but anyway, glad to do it. It's It's Who Would Win? Okay, so we're doing something new for Who Would Win this time. Usually we already have our characters in mind Mm -hmm. as we pin them against each other. But I think this is a lot more fun, and credit to you, Jamie, for thinking about this. I come up with a character, you don't know who it is. You come up with a character, I don't know who it is. You will present it to each other, and, and then we will then head. discuss. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. All right, so who is entering the ring on your side of this ding ding. auditorium?
1: In this corner, <laughs> yeah. we have the Great Gazoo from the Flint, Flintstones. Oh,
0: he's that little Martian yeah. thing. Yeah, This yeah, is towards yeah. the end when people weren't watching Flintstones and they had, a, had something <laughs> weird in there.
1: He was funny though. Uh, he was voiced by the great Harvey Corman. Did you know that?
0: Oh, I did not know. But I thought you'd like the him because he's kind of a know-it-all character. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't actually like him, but I thought he'd be a great contender.
0: Ah, Yeah. okay. Yeah.
1: So, uh, he is a flaw, flaw, small, floating green alien exiled to Earth from his home planet, Zetox, (laughs) as punishment for having invented a doomsday machine. Um, He was discovered by Fred and Barney when his flying saucer crashed. Um, Due to the terms of his exile, he was required to do good deeds for whoever found him first, putting him reluctantly under Fred and Barney's command. Gazoo refers to them as dum dums. Yes. Dum dum. And constantly causes problems for them. He can materialize and dematerialize objects, teleport, freeze time, travel through time, and perform other remarkable feats. Um, but when he attempts to help out Fred and Barney, he usually ends up causing even more trouble. The only people who are able to see Gazoo are Fred, Barney, and children, also animals. A running gag is that Fred argues with Gazoo while Wilma believes that he is talking to himself.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: When their daughter Pebbles says Gazoo, Wilma thinks Pebbles is sneezing. <laughs>
0: That's cute. It's cute. Yeah. It's cute. Real cute. <laughs> but who's going to take him down? I'll tell you. Ding, ding. Thundar. Yeah. Ah. Thundar the Barbarian. Uh, he was once a slave. He,
1: he's like an ugly space ghost almost, Yeah.
0: No. Space yeah, he's
1: like a monster, ugly monster. Space. He's ghost.
0: like um, he's like a pre-He Man <laughs> or something. Okay. Yeah, I guess has yeah, Space Ghost. I mean, he's like okay if if um, Space Ghost had sex with He Man and a Yeti and a Yeti. Oh, maybe uh, <laughs> Captain Caveman because eh. of the hair.
1: Eh.
0: I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting lost here. <laughs> Just let me do my background, Damn it! He was a slave to Sabian until he was freed by Princess Ariel and given the Sun Sword, which he uses as a weapon in his fight against evil wizards and other villains. Thundar was known frequently for uttering such pronunciations as demon dogs, <laughs> lords of light, and the Thundar war cry. "Aie!"
1: Is that T-H-U-N-D-A-A-R?
0: Uh, two R's.
1: There's no two A's.
0: No. There's
1: one A and two R's.
0: One A and two R's, yeah. So Thundar, along with his friend Ukla, Ukla the Mok, are large... Oh, that's what I'm thinking of. <laughs> yeah, see? That's why I'm like. The Yeti. Yeah, okay. Um, are largely unknowledgeable about the world and rely on Ariel's guidance. But, okay, so but Thundar is respectful of knowledge gained. And when once asked what kind of man he was, Thundar simply replied, free. Oh, how's that? <laughs> He's charged by freedom. Nothing makes you stronger, Jamie.
1: He does look like a cross between Conan the Barbarian and He-Man. Yeah. Yeah?
0: Yeah. So at first I was going to say He-Man, right? Mm, but Not bad. All right, both have a killer sword, but see, like, he man is kind of a spoon in mouth kind of guy, right? He has a he had a he had a nice upbringing. He's a prince otherwise. Well,
1: he's alter ego, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, but I mean, you, you cut him open, he's that, that's prince. He bleeds
1: red. <laughs> he bleeds royalty. Okay.
0: You know. He
1: bleeds blue. Then he bleeds blue.
0: Yeah, yeah. Blue blood. Blue blood. But this guy is more because he was a slave. He's more like you remember the movie Gladiator.
1: Uh, yes. Yeah,
0: so he's more like... It's more of what's inside. I mean, yeah, he might he might have a few abs le- less than He-Man, but this guy is like, he's fighting for free. I can't just tell. Stole he has to, to take off
1: his furry um, This isn't
0: about your personal onesie. fantasy, Jamie. <laughs> You're going to have to take my word on this one.
1: He's a furry onesie on.
0: He's, he's charged by freedom. <laughs> and so... Take it off. And so he's going to use that sword and... Swing it right through Gazoo.
1: Give me your sword. <laughs> Are you not entertained?
0: <laughs> Plus, his uh, his his, uh, his female companion, a lot hotter than I don't know anybody. Fred. <laughs> than Fred. <laughs> or Wilma. Yeah, Fred. Oh yeah. Oh, but Betty. She kind of looks like um, a hot. Uh, oh
1: yeah, she looked like she was like um, evolved into yeah. yeah. From yeah. Betty to yeah. right,
0: and she has a blue on it. What's her name? We don't know her name, huh? Her? Yeah.
1: Isn't that Ariel?
0: Oh, is that Princess Ariel? I
1: don't know. I'm I'm assuming. Damn
0: it! Yeah, probably, huh? Do your you research, Google? man. Can you
1: Google? <laughs>
0: <laughs> can we Google? Like, we're gonna it's take some time you know. out so that Jamie can Google Princess Ariel because I just realized that she's hot, and if she, if that is her, then
1: I'm assuming.
0: Then. Uh, other man-children, fellow man-children like me, wanna probably Google her.
1: I mean, I, I'm assuming because... oh damn it is.
0: If you show me any Disney stuff, I'm gonna be really upset right No, no, you know? no. Okay. Princess Ariel, because it's, it's spelled the exact same way mm-hmm. as the Little Mermaid Ariel.
1: She's a sorceress? Is she?
0: I don't know. I th- she must be, if she freed him. Oh yes.
1: Yeah, yeah, I guess. Is so. that her? I guess. And I I don't know.
0: Okay, let's go with that.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty sure.
0: Okay, so with that being said, I think we can all agree that Thundar would beat.
1: I don't think. So. <laughs> what, what
0: what are you saying? What are? How would he defeat Thundar?
1: Um. <laughs> okay, he can materialize and dematerialize objects. He can just make him disappear basically.
0: He can make Thundar disappear? Uh-huh.
1: He can teleport Thundar to a different world. Mm. He can freeze Thundar <laughs> and then kill him for some, you know, in some way. All right. Uh, he is basically... He can do anything he wants, basically. Okay. He has no limitations. So. Okay,
0: okay. All right. But, but, but... His own
1: limitation is his own arrogance.
0: Okay, so his... He, okay, let's, let's talk... What's giving him his powers? Like, his... His alien So it's not a wand, or it's not his helmet, his round helmet that nope. he wears?
1: Nope.
0: Because I'm just saying, if he somehow lost those teleports. If you're look, looking those, for a
1: vulnerability... Yeah. Like I said, it's only his his arrogance
0: because
1: mm. he's very arrogant right um so maybe
0: he wouldn't teleport him just because oh, these guys are so dumb they don't know anything
1: Well, you would play with them definitely yeah like a cat plays with a mouse
0: right mm-hmm. right <laughs> but you gotta admit my i had a very uh, heartfelt argument you know who
1: i was gonna pick who gossamer who's you that who gossamer no is?
0: who's gossamer
1: he's a looney tunes uh, character. He's huge. He, he wears tennis shoes. he's oh, very furry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's basically a monster. Yeah, yeah.
0: Okay, I know. I just didn't know that. I didn't know it had a name.
1: Yeah, a lot of people don't know. Yeah, he has a name. Gossamer.
0: Ah, uh, then I would have <laughs> chose Ukla.
1: That. See what that would have, have been, been a one battle. thing.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I think Captain Caveman.
1: Uh, he's small though.
0: Yeah, but he had that club.
1: I know. He had a nice He'd heart though, so maybe he wouldn't have, you know. That's
0: true. He's know. a nice guy. He has a good heart. Yeah. <laughs> Although he had a good battle cry.
1: Captain Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We're almost in harmony there. I know. That <laughs> was pretty good. Oh, oh. Oh. Damn. Almost had it.
0: Okay, so you win.
1: Thank you. God damn it.
0: Okay, on to the snack review.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All
0: right. This snack uh, comes to us courtesy of Cherie. Thank you so much. And these are Milano Slices. Actually, Milano Peppermint. Let me read the front. Pepperidge Farm Milano Slices Peppermint Cookies. Reading it in order as they are on Pepper. the package. Yes. A very Christmassy design. Uh, they have those peppermint round mints. Uh, on the package because it looks like they're kind of diced up or crushed up and sprinkled onto uh, chocolate layered Milano slices that we all know and love. Now uh, as far as the marketing of it, they say Milano slices are small slice of heaven, are they not? These thin crispy cookies are covered in a layer of rich chocolate, then sprinkled with delightfully with delightful toppings like sweet toffee, crunchy almonds, salted pretzel, and peppermint. Of course, this is just a seasonal treat, hence the Christmas trees. It's no-flake design. Uh, and they're made by Pepperidge Farm. Now, Pepperidge Farm is an American commercial bakery founded in 1937. And it was named after the founder's family's property in Fairf- Fairfield, Connecticut, which in turn was named for the Pepperidge Tree, uh, which is sylvatica Isn't that exciting? (laughs) Uh, Subsidiary of the Campbell Soup Company. It is based in Norwalk, Connecticut. So are you a fan of Milano's? No. My trumpet player, Ryan Dance Machine, Uh very uh, big Milano's fans. Mm. Uh, He was a roommate of mine in college Uh and those says he wasn't a big eater and not really a big snacker either. But the one thing that he would eat was Milano's cookies. Uh-huh. Milano's, as we all know, a little bit, they're not the cheapest cookie brand, right? A little pricey. They're
1: a little elite. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So
0: uh, these were meant to be savored. And so because uh-huh. I was a very fat pig when we were living together, he warned me, um, just don't eat my Milano's you fat pig. Yeah. He didn't say that last part, but if I'm just completing the phrase, he he that's...
1: you, warn you yeah, off. Yeah, yeah. Mm.
0: Um, because I would... I, I never snacked in small quantity because of such a large tub of shit. So, oh, my God. Um, Milano's weren't really up my avenue because I'm not... I wasn't the type where, oh, I'll just have one, or hey, maybe 2 i uh-huh. I'd either have to hold back. So that being said... Uh, you know, people wouldn't buy me. The people that were enabling my fat ass back then would not buy something pricey, right? Because I would eat blow through the whole thing in one sitting. Right. Okay. You see mm-hmm. my logic yes, there. Yes, yeah. Yes. So that's why.
1: And did you ever um, break the break the rule that Ryan gave you? No, no, I was respectful. Very good. Yeah. Very good friend. No. Yeah. Were you ever tempted?
0: Not really, just because I'm like, I was like oh, I don't really know about them, because I'll just eat a whole sleeve of Oreos, you know, because it's oh, cheaper. Yeah. yeah. So Milano's are like, eh, pricey. I'm like, eh, nah, yeah, not really into it. But nowadays, hey, I'm down. Um, yet still, I mean, cookies aren't something I usually reach for when it comes to snacking. Right. But I'm down to try it. You know what I have been eating that this might taste similar to is Costco, they have that peppermint bark
1: oh yeah yeah, yeah
0: yeah so these are like slabs of really thin like slabs of chocolate, with peppermint. chocolate yeah and so i've been having those with wine for the past week wow so i'm thinking it'll be like this but of course with that milano slice of heaven mm-hmm. it'll be uh I'm, I'm i'm excited to compare this against that bark okay because really, the only thing that's different I'm imagining is this cookie. So this cookie is going to be awesome. Maybe. Yeah, the texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, those two are married together. Are you going to take that, or what are you going to do?
1: Well, are they um, stuck? Or what's? I think. I think these go together.
0: Are they supposed to be? Nah. Aren't they open faced?
1: I don't know. All
0: right, let's look at the bag. Nah, they're open faced.
1: Oh, okay. You can have that though.
0: I'm going to eat two together.
1: Are they really stuck together?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's crumbling in my okay, head. So you
1: just have that I'll on okay. this one. Okay. Because uh, I don't know if we even mentioned this, but I don't think uh, I don't like mint. Yeah, you don't. Um, I think
0: even I, when it's with chocolate.
1: Yeah, um, I don't like it with tea, in tea. Yeah. I don't like it in any kind of sweet. Uh, I just like it as a mint, like. I'll take a straight uh, Altoid right. or um, Tic Tac, whatever. Yeah, that's where it belongs. Okay. To me. But because your friend bought it, I will.
0: <laughs> so. Grit my other- teeth. O- otherwise, they shouldn't be crushing streams. What you're saying. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, cheers. It smells like mint. Oh. Wow. Definitely different texture compared to the bark.
1: The bits of peppermint candy give it a different texture. Yeah. Like a crunch, an yeah. extra crunch? Yeah.
0: It's raining outside.
1: Mm.
0: It's like our a, a winter weather. So it's kind of all going together.
1: Peppermint stuck to my teeth.
0: Yeah, even with the bark, the Mm -hmm. peppermint bark, that's what I noticed too, yeah. That's the only drawback, I think, is the candy sticking to your teeth. Wow. I can definitely say the Milano slices, the cookie, definitely adds a delightful texture. Yeah. Full body.
1: So how does it match up with the bark?
0: I'll take, I'll I will definitely take this over the bark. Mm. Yeah. Well, Milanos are good.
1: If you could go back in time to college. No,
0: Ryan, I would have eaten all your snacks. <laughs> <laughs> I would have eaten all your Milanos, leave you nothing. It's
1: all gone.
0: You poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Fuck, where's my Milanos? Oh.
0: Ryan, if you're listening to this, bring Milano's to the next practice. (laughs) We need all your cookies while you go to the bathroom. (laughs) Wow. Yeah, no, I've got to tell Ryan about this. I'm not sure if he knows. He probably knows. He loves Milano's. All right? So someone that knows about Milano's probably, like, gets all the hot new flavors, right?
1: If you can uh, ask him before our next uh, recording, I would like to... um see that as a reflection yeah
0: i think that's a much needed reflection okay. maybe i'll even record him <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> <laughs> shout out to uh, ryan dance machine uh his show timber T- timber tantrums on uh on kth 90.1 fm cool yeah wow i give the milano slices i'm a big fan i am a big fan uh, being that I'm already eating peppermint chocolate treats, you know, uh, I can say I can safely give this 7.4 out of 8 candy canes.
1: Okay. Um, I would eat this if I was starving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I will give it a, a 2 out of 10 uh, gingerbread man men, men, men. Man.
0: Wearing cloths, Yeah. Nice and low. Showing some dick root. Some onesies.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> and a sword. Four
0: more episodes <laughs> of this fourth season of the podcast. So be sure to like and subscribe to the Opposite Tastes podcast on Apple Podcasts. or Yeah? Is that what it's called? Sure. Yeah, why not? Or wherever you get your podcasts, if we're there. Connect with us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Opposite Tastes podcast. It's plural, folks follow us on twitter at opposite tastes and of course the uh, facebook group too and all of that goodness Mm -hmm. so uh happy holidays to you and happy holidays to you jamie
1: thank you everyone be safe and happy
0: ho ho ho